Hey, welcome back everybody to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. My name is Josh Denhart. Grateful that you're here. I am traveling around the country doing the amazing chemistry show. It's always fun to pick up a fun interview with different folks in ministry from different pathways, different perspectives, different positions. And so today I'm very excited. Now, before we get into the interview, though, I want to make sure that you hear something. My goal, my heart for you, ministry leader, is number one, to get organized. If you're disorganized, you're doomed. Number two, we want to help you by being organized, stop the revolving door of volunteers. It is a terrible, repetitive treadmill. If you can't solve, if you can't keep the ones that God has given you, you're in big trouble. And third, we want to help you prevent ministry burnout through multiplying yourself, through making sure that you've thought through systems and organizations that allow people to be loved and want to be with you. Now it's it's kind of fun, a little bit rare, but fun to be on here with a senior pastor. So introduce yourself and tell us just a little about a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Josh, my name is Rob Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a lead pastor at First Christian Church here in Huber Heights, Ohio, and um, really, um, I've only been a, a lead pastor for four years, yes. and um, uh, a big chunk of my starting ministry was actually in student ministry. I was a student minister for seventeen years, and 17. so. Uh, when we talk about volunteers, I got a couple of stories I could share with you. I could sure. tell you a little bit about some things that I've learned along the way and uh, how much I appreciate really what God has shown me uh, along the way. You bet. Uh, in developing people and helping yeah. them experience ministry as well. So That's really the key, right, is yeah. helping people to experience ministry themselves. You and I, we love it. We've made a career out of it. It's been the pathway to getting to know God better. And I want other people to experience that. Right on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the whole idea that um, uh, we're a body and uh, yes. everybody's got a part that they could play uh, as part of the church and uh, use those gifts uh, to bless the body and bless one another. Exactly. And so we uh, uh, we need to be the coach of that. Uh, there's no possible way, right? I always tell people there's no way that the church is ever going to be able to hire to meet all of the needs It's a non-starter from the get-go. And so the way that it works is we build up the body to do the work of the ministry. So student ministry, what was it like being a student pastor in student ministry when it came to kind of volunteers? What are some of the stumbles maybe that you had? Uh, Well, uh, so I came out of uh, Bible college. Actually, I was still in Bible college when I got my first um, part-time student ministry job. Sure, And I was... uh, um, I was in charge of leading, whatever you want to call it, uh, with um, the nursery through 12th grade. And I was in over my head just in terms of, you know, I mean, I'm still 18, 19 years old, and um, yeah. and now I'm going to lead some adults, and I'm going to, you know, try to help them uh, uh, do ministry, if you will. But um, I would say that, that early on uh, in especially in student ministry there was a couple of things that that um, I didn't recognize or realize Mm -hmm. and one of them was that um, uh, it takes a lot of people uh, to to really you know cover all those different bases if you will and um, I kind of thought it was my job uh, to do all the hard stuff to to kind of fill in the blanks and really uh, I thought you know, I don't want to create or make life hard for all these other people. Mm-hmm. And um, so I thought if I could just tell them, you know, um, here's the hole you're going to fill and here's the spot that we need. 
and um, that life would be easy, but I didn't want to give him too much to do. So by not giving him too much to do, I also didn't give him any training at all. I didn't tell him exactly, you know, where we were headed, what we were trying to accomplish. Um, and it wasn't really a whole lot about matching people's gifts. Right. It was about filling holes. Right. So if you had a pulse, you, you know, hey, you, you're you qualified ready to baby. go, dude. Yeah. You know, so um, pretty not not real smart on my part. Well, I would say this, uh, you know, Rob, I would say that I've seen two big pathways that people or, or, or ditches that they find themselves in. One ditch is pride, which is I'm better. I'm the one who's trained. I'm the one that's most equipped. I'm the guy who knows how to do all of these things. That's one ditch. The other one is the one that I hear you falling or fell into back then, which is, you know, I don't want to dog anybody out. They've got lives to do. I don't want, I, I just need them to show up because we need some people. Right. But the idea that we're somehow cursing them by involving them, that's a, that, that's a mindset shift that has to take place. Right. Yeah. And, and really if, for the leader, um, because what I what I experienced was that um, again there were some things that um, I just don't like to do, and uh, can I, I have an amen to that? And and I figure that um, if I don't like to do them, then that means that you probably don't like to do them either. And again, I missed out totally on Romans twelve and First Corinthians twelve. Right. And, and this idea is that um, and people people love to do some things that I don't like to do at all. And and I will tell you that um, I wanted to, to really, I lived by the motto, and I still do, I'm not gonna expect you to do anything that I'm not willing to do. Understood. But I think that that's about humility. I think mm-hmm. that that's about attitude. I think that that's about um, the servant's heart and says, okay, hey, I can you know do this. Um, and I can lend a hand, I can be a team player, I can pitch in and You're I can- You're not above anything. Right, right exactly. Um, but but I, what I ended up doing was I really kind of defaulted to this idea of like, you know what, uh, I really feel bad about doing this thing. And so I kind of feel like you're probably gonna feel bad about it too. Yes, and, and you, you in a sense superimposed oh, yeah, your negative feelings about that job on somebody else. Absolutely, and so um, very interesting. So not only did I not like not like doing it, but that meant that I didn't do a very good job at it. And um, but there was people out there that that, that could do it. And they would enjoy it, and they would do it a whole lot better than I would. So what, you, what I'm hearing you say is there was this, pre, it was unjustified, but it was a predictive oh, yeah. sense. You were predicting that nobody would like this. Right, absolutely. absolutely. And, and the body, what I'm hearing, 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12, right? right? Mm-hmm. Both of which are saying the body is quite varied, Yeah. right? There's different people. I'll never forget to affirm what you're saying. I... Dude, when I first got married, my wife was like, so when do you balance the checkbook? And I was like, I've never done that in my life. Yeah. She goes, what do you mean? And I said, well, I just have a general idea that I, I assume I have enough and I'm not gonna write. And she was like, no, 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 we don't roll that way. So like, I don't like the numbers. I don't like those micro details. And so when I was in a ministry context, I was like, whoa, I get it. You give me a credit card, but does that mean that I have to like do the expense account? And I didn't like that stuff. Sure. There was a gal, she was with me for seven years and like she was chomping at the bit to do that kind of stuff. She loved spreadsheets. She loved reconciling the checks and, and, and like, like whatever receipts. That's the death of me, but it was the life for her. 
And I got, I got to look for those people, right? Right, exactly. And I, but the idea that you, as a ministry leader, I think this could probably be for a lot of people. We assume that this is a job that nobody is going to want, and that's just not the case. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, and just, you know, uh, limiting. You know, right. I've heard so many times, I'm sure you have, about, you know, we become the lid. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we, we've got to be able to to release, let go, and uh, let some other the people come in, use their gifts, because a lot of them will be more creative than I will, and and, uh, and dream and, bigger. And I think that that in the ditch, the ditches that I've explained, sure, I don't see you as this this pride guy who who is afraid that somebody's going to do it better than you. Do you see yourself as oh, that guy? Yeah, definitely not. You know, um, yeah, I would love for other people to excel to and elevate yeah, and do it yeah, better. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember um, one of one of my like, okay, this was really this was a sweet moment was mm-hmm. um, in student ministry days, and um, we were wanting to develop a um, a student worship band. Yeah, from scratch, and there was uh, one teenage girl. Uh, in our ministry who played the keyboards and uh, I just knew her heart for Jesus I knew her talent and I and I came to her and I said hey uh, I'd love for you to uh, lead our students in minute you know right. in music in in worship and play the keyboards it, I mean we're starting from ground zero yes. here and, and I told her I said I just see your heart I see what it is that you're capable of doing I and I just think that this would be a really cool way for you to to use those gifts that God has mm-hmm, given you, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and she lit up, you know, wow. and and, she, and I remember her coming back to me as that, you know, probably a year and a half later, as now we've got a full worship team, and wow. and she comes back to me, and she says, man, the, when you built me up and said that you saw something uh, in me, mm-hmm. um, it just like it was it was a license just to open doors and to soar, and That's um, so cool, and I thought. Uh, all right, Sweeney, you got one right, you know, right. and uh, that that was a pretty cool moment. That's a very cool moment, yeah. and um, license, giving somebody license. Now, there's a, a saying out there, I can't remember who it was from, but the letters I, and then the letter C, and then the letter N, and then U. But if you say it really fast, I see in you yeah. something that you don't see in yourself. Right. And that's really our job as leaders, as a shepherd, right? You can look out at the flock, and you can say, hey, that sheepy right over there they're really good at X and it's our job to draw it out of them. Right. Right. Absolutely. That's super cool. Um, so what has it been like for you to transition into a senior pastor role? And you know, you, I mean, volunteers still run this church, right? Absolutely. How does that work? Cause it's a different, it's a different animal. I've never been a senior pastor, so I'm, I'm all ears. Yeah. Well, definitely, you know, leading the team, um, and trying to help, uh, you know, our children's uh, ministry leader, our student ministry leader, our, you know, uh, connections leader, all of these different uh, people on staff. Mm-hmm. It, now it's my job to make sure that they're that they're doing all those things to recruit people, to develop people, to to look beyond, you know, maybe their own, their own abilities. abilities. Yeah, absolutely. But but if I'm hearing you correctly, you now are a player who is the people that you're pouring into and you're coaching the staff and then the, you're encouraging them 
with the rules of the road for how to enlist people. Yeah, and absolutely. you yourself maybe aren't enlisting people as you did as a student pastor. Is that it? That, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that statement of um, a leader of leaders, if you will. Yes, you exactly. Know, and, and to help them move them. I, I will tell you one thing that um, that I think that it gives me a, a pretty cool perspective. I think it's a pretty cool perspective. Again, if I go way back into my early days of ministry and um, having to recruit all these volunteers, mm-hmm. develop them, and, and uh, make sure that they're prepared for a Sunday. That was back in the days, at least in the churches that I was in, was that we would have uh, maybe once or twice a year Youth Sunday. Youth Sunday okay. meant like the youth minister would preach the sermon, all the kids would serve, like collect the offering and serve the serve the communion and do all and of the, the stuff. Yeah, yeah, and do all the stuff that the adults would do, whether it was the yeah. deacons and all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, most of the time, um, I would have to do all the recruiting of those volunteers uh, for the service. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, the senior pastor, he gets the, the week off more or less, you know, yeah. and, and it's like I'm crushing myself um, trying to put a, a message together, sure. make sure all the volunteers show up. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you know, that that lead pastor at the time, he doesn't have to recruit the people that are, you know, doing all the serving week in and week out. <laughs> and so, so I just recognize from, from the lead chair, you know, um, man, when, when I look at our, our children's ministry staff, uh, I, every place I've been, our children's ministry uh, staff person, they, they manage more volunteers than anybody else in the church. Guaranteed. Uh, and it's like, they're probably the most underappreciated. Um, a lot of and, truth. And um, so I want to think that uh, that has uh, influenced my perspective mm-hmm. um, and that uh, the staff members that um, serve on our team together, um, they're benefiting something because of I was there. And, You've been and, there. And I don't forget it, yeah. for sure. So in other words, what you're saying is you have, you've not forgotten, you have the battle wounds, you have the scars. Right. And, and you're able to support accordingly. You know, a lot of people are, a lot of the people who listen to the Lead Volunteers podcast are in a children's ministry or student ministry context, mm. for sure. And that's encouraging. I, I'm just going to say that it's probably a real blessing for them, even if their own senior pastor isn't saying it, for some senior pastor to at least recognize that's a hard job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if we're going to go there, I, I would say that um, I'm a firm believer that... Um, you're not leading or building the church of tomorrow. You are leading and building the church of today. Those kids and those students, uh, they are part of the church today. Um, so if anybody's telling you that someday they're going to grow up and they're going to take mm-hmm. positions of leadership, um, no, I believe that they're part of the church today. Absolutely. And, um, and you're doing a great work. You are doing something incredible that not anybody can do. That's right. And you and I are both at some level benefactors to somebody when we were young pouring into us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Now we kind of have uh, so I'm here this weekend to do well, a long time ago, maybe four years ago, I think we right. did a big event at your church and it was a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. The, yeah. You came in and, and did the, um, the science show and, yep. and, uh, did an incredible job, um, you know, connecting through, um, through that opportunity. I'm grateful for Shannon, our, our children's director who really connected with you yeah, and, and, yeah. and her dreaming and, and her thought process. And, uh, man, the Lord blessed that whole event way was, beyond anything that we even could imagine. It, it was huge. Yeah. yeah it was a sure. really, really, really big deal. So I'm back 
to do an event tonight. But we have something special planned for tomorrow. So kind of talk us through the idea there and the vision of that. So I'm not going to be wearing the tie-dye lab coat tomorrow. I'm going to be wearing more of the lead volunteers attire tomorrow, so to speak. Yeah, right. And and that's what we want. You know, yeah. um, we're going to have you come in and um, uh, really kind of just love on, mm-hmm. uh, appreciate. Um, and I, I'm using the word inspire yeah. uh, our volunteers. Um, we want to we want to make sure that our volunteers know that that we do appreciate them, mm-hmm. that um, we couldn't do what we do without them. In fact, in promoting uh, our event tomorrow, it's a training event, if yep, you will. Yep, it's a training event. And, and you know, uh, in, in promoting that and letting them know is that not only could we not do what we do, meaning we can't do church, we can't do ministry uh, without them. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't want to do it without them. Right. And um, but but we need to build them up. We we need to help them uh, know that they're loved, um, but also we want to add value to them. Yeah. And um, so you're going to come in and, and uh, share your heart. And uh, I love your personality and just the way that you just embrace uh, fun and sure. enjoyment and, and the joy of the Lord. And uh, give us a, a little bit of a perspective of dreaming, um, mm-hmm. you know, to push ourselves uh, to go a little bit further and um, uh, keep um, keep the priority is uh, to making it special and and uh, so inspire us is, is what we're looking for yeah yeah I'm excited for tomorrow and I'm excited to partner with you guys because uh, you know there's something it's it's a little tongue-in-cheek as I say it, but there's, there's there's a lot of truth to it you know who is an expert somebody that is at least 50 miles away from your church right so kind of a joke but the idea that you're bringing in somebody to speak into the world with a slightly different vernacular, it would be the, it would be the equivalent of me wanting another godly adult to speak into my son's life because yeah. he's going to say something to my son that I'm like, bro, I say that all of the time. You certainly heard it from him more than you did from me. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's a piece to tomorrow. Um, and I think that, you know, we were talking before this, you have kind of an and, and, and we're going to do something like this but before we hit record. You said something interesting that you go through an exercise every single morning that is unique. And I'm very well aware of it. I'm very well, I'm very aware of what you're doing. We're going to do a piece of that tomorrow. It's a little different, but talk to us about this morning routine that you have. It's yeah, very sure. interesting. Yeah, sure. So, um, I got this from Donald Miller. You know, he, uh, he, he talks about this idea of, um, what you uh, put together is um, your eulogy, and the idea uh, behind that is um, what do you want people to say about you when you're dead and gone? And remember about you. Yeah, yeah. What, what is it? Yeah, and, and obviously everybody's going to write all the positive things, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and so really it's going to be your legacy. It's, it's right. going to be this piece that it's like, okay, if we're all going to stand around or sit around and talk about somebody, uh, it's going to be these things that what is it that they stood for? What is it that they accomplished? What influence did they have? And, and what, what contribution did they make to me? And so uh, I've written out my eulogy. And um, obviously, this is not going to be what's read there, no. you know. Um, but, it's, but I basically state that, um, you know, it has to do with my relationship with the Lord, that people, you know, obviously see Jesus when they mm-hmm, see me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I want people to say. I, I want them to say that um, uh, my wife was my best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want them to say that um, 
their marriage was something that uh, they looked up to because they thought, man, that is a biblical example of what God wants for mm-hmm, marriages, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to be able to uh, have people say that um, the way the way he served in ministry and, and the way that he preached, uh, he preached from a transformed heart. Mm-hmm. and um, That your heart was transformed. Yeah, absolutely. And that they got to see. Right, right, right. And, and so when I read these things in the morning, what it does is it sets the tone for the day. Hey, wait, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. Right. This is where I'm trying to go. This is what I want to be said for me. So it becomes my priority list, if you will. Yeah. And, and it becomes uh, my guiding kind of like um, direction. Uh, so, and, and so it's, it's the roadmap. Yeah. You know, and uh, so that I can get where I want to be. So in other words, you're beginning with the end in mind. You're saying, absolutely, there's me yeah. in the casket, so to mm-hmm. speak, figuratively. Um, if people are going to say these glowing, nice things, I now have to back up and go, okay, if they're going to say that, I have to actually like literally live those things right. in order. So like, like I always say, this time plus consistency of behavior, whatever that behavior is, equals a reputation. Yeah, yeah, if absolutely. You, if you do a repetitive behavior over time, people are like, he always says that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because I always said that. Right, right. Okay, so tomorrow, going off of that idea that you do this this kind of, you know, reflective exercise about your eulogy, we're going to have a similar exercise with our volunteers tomorrow. Not to that far-reaching degree, but really we're going to ask them to go, okay, so, you know, like, like, you're serving people at this church. Let's say that you're the greeter. Let's say that you're um, every single week you're standing at this door and you see a certain subset of people. And then the, and then there's that one guy who sneaks in, right? doesn't really want to meet or see anybody, but you see him every week. Um, what what do you, you know, in in five years, ten years, when this dude's life has literally been transformed, what do you want him to say of you? And what I would expect or what, if I was writing that, I would say, wow, that, man, there was this one person and they were emotionally intelligent enough to know not to accost me. They gave me time. They saw me week after week and slowly but surely they developed a 30 to 45 second relationship with me. And then that moved to, and then that developed into, and then I felt more comfortable. And so then you know, we're going to actually have your volunteers write a letter from some mystery person to them, to their very own self to say, Hey, here's what you did in my life. I'm so thankful. You know, so that's my hope actually is for your volunteers to have that epiphany moment to say, man, like don't phone this thing in, be present, be present in like, you know, the task isn't the task. The task is the people. The task of standing at the door is so that you can bump into people. The task of creating an experience for kids isn't so that you can up your game as an experience creator. It's the experience is the means by which you're touching an individual, legitimate, real life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so that's what we're shooting for tomorrow is to kind of touch, touch the people who we're hoping, we're touching the lives of those that we hope will touch lives, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I read recently from uh, uh, Sean Lovejoy's uh, book, um, Building a Killer Team Without 
killing your team. <laughs> and, and there's this little line in there, and I'll butcher it. I won't get it right, but, but stick with me. And it basically, he, he talks about um, uh, we don't use people to get the job done. Hmm. We use the job to get people done. Preach that all day long. You know, and so. Um, Say the, that again. Yeah, we don't use people to get the job done. Uh, we use the job to get people done. You know, we're building, we're building, um, you know, people and, and helping them develop. And, um, and so really greeting, uh, at the door is really the means by which uh, we develop this individual to be, you know, kind, uh, kind and, and compassionate and friendly and, and discerning. Uh, yeah, absolutely. To so know whether I should, you know, pick up on somebody's vibes, man. Right. If they're coming in at the last minute maybe a full body hug is not the best first move. Right, 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 yeah, for sure. So teach discernment. So in other words, we're using that as a vehicle to teach them the totality of the ministry yeah. and what it means to be a Christian walking on planet Earth. That is such a good word. And so, you know, those of you who are listening out in podcast land, the task that you're having somebody do is the training ground for that very person. Yeah, absolutely. Interestingly enough, the task that we're having them do, which ends up building them up, it does have kingdom value in the people that they're serving. It is a both and. Oh yeah. But um, I can totally get behind. And, and actually, you know, years ago when I was, I had a mountain of people, hundred plus people that I needed to recruit. I was completely overwhelmed. Basically freaked out. Got a little bit catatonic and was like stuck. And then I looked at the phone and I was like, wait, 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 wait. What? you know, God impressed upon my heart. What did volunteering do in you? I was like, wow. I mean, like I grew a ton. People gave me opportunities and I had, I was forced to get to know the word of God better. I was forced to so on and so forth. And God was like, don't you think that I'm going to do those very things in all of these people? You're fine. Call people to like a greater level of their Christian walk. And I was like, I'm in, <laughs> you know, yeah, I could get behind that. Mm -hmm. But slot filling is a it's not only is it lame, dude, I can't, I, I'm not racing to the phone for that. Right, right. But I am racing to the phone to see somebody level up in their Christian walk and be hungry for God. And they're like, man, I want more of the Lord. That's yeah. what we're here for. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's the idea of um, uh, what's, it's, it, we, we need to know the why. And yeah. uh, if the why is something lame, like just, you know, uh, filling a slot and just yep. making sure that uh, all, all the bases are covered, or if the why is about just, you know, developing um, a spirit of joy to develop a, a community that, that people feel welcome. And I mean, uh, that why translates uh, it, huge. It, it does. It's a, it's a mind shift that can actually cause people to not want to exit serving because it's doing something in it's doing something for them we are all every one of us are selfish hedonists we are looking for out for our very own selves at almost every single turn and if i can introduce people that this service opportunity actually helps you grow closer to god and the endorphins that you get and the good feelings that you get as your character develops people are like dang I want, that is what I want. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we want to, uh, you know, we keep hearing about, um, you know, a younger generation that, that wants to make an impact. Yes. Uh, the significance, you know, and um, people people want to do something, you know, and, right. and um, uh, 
the serving is it's a whole lot easier to serve than it is to to talk that's for sure yeah. you know and um and so it's this idea of the let me just yeah get in there and get my hands dirty if you right. will yeah and um and, and and then we just help people to to connect the dots and um and then God takes it from there and, and it explodes. It does. It does. As we close, um, you know, you've seen a lot of growth in Shannon mm. as a leader. And just speak to what you've seen because she was on, she's going to be the podcast right before the one that people are listening to with you and I. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're living a, 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 a front row seat as far as the transformation that's happened in her and how, what's your thoughts about, you know, how this has gone for her and what, what it's meant for her and what it's meant for, for her leadership in the church? Yeah, well, um, but I am just, um, I'm so thrilled uh, to be on her team and to just see what God is doing in her life. And, um, you know, she's embraced um, a lot of, um, you know, what she's learning through the Lead Volunteers uh, platform, yep. if you will. Uh, you're speaking into her life uh, considerably, but but what it's really done is it's given her an opportunity to dream, uh, to think about you know um, what it is that God uh, can continue to mm-hmm. to create in her, mm-hmm. and um, and so when I um, when I hear from other people in our church who will come mm-hmm. to me and say, man, you know, she is um, just you know. They, they just treasure her, and, and uh, I, I appreciate that. What, what I see, though, is that um, she, she has done an incredible job of um, getting people to dream. To, to yes. S- I see, this is what I see in you, and, and you know, she'll, she'll craft and, and think about, can we come up with more opportunities for people to serve? Right. You know, so she's, she's not looking at just um, what we're uh, already doing. It's not the maintenance model not at all. Not the maintenance model, not status quo. You know, yeah, and she's in developing people. Um, she's all about the multiplication. And um, it, she just embraces uh, this idea of um, helping other people use their gifts. And so uh, I love the fact that she's into multiplication. I love the fact right. that she's... Um, uh, willing to um, bring her attitude uh, to the to the larger table, if you will. She has, hasn't and, she? Uh, absolutely, and um, and uh, you know, probably in most churches, uh, children's ministry is really your best outlet to reach the community. And um, I couldn't pick anybody better uh, to be uh, our outlet to the community than uh, than Shannon and what it is that she's helping you know families experience uh, helping volunteers uh, be a part of and uh, i'm thrilled for her and and just love the fact that uh, i get to serve with her yeah you bet so say that quote one more time as we close about about the task and the people close us off with that yeah absolutely um we we need volunteers or we want to help develop volunteers because um it's about um we don't use people uh, to get the job done but we use the job to get people done. Such a good word. Gang, thank you guys so much for listening in to this, uh, this episode of Lead Volunteers. So, so, so grateful. Thank you, Pastor. Such a good word. Remember, the task is there as a means to develop people. Excited? Can't wait to catch you guys on the next one.